And we're back here, Stripe Show Podcast. Hope you're having a great week. I'm Travis Fulton, and I have a very special guest as pro golf just continues to roll on in the United States. PGA Tour course out in Vegas, Shriners Hospitals for Children Open, TPC Summerlin. Great course. I've played it a couple of different times. But my eyes are on the LPGA Tour, another major championship, KPMG Women's PGA Championship, right outside of Philly. Great course, Aronimic Golf Club. And one of the participants, it is her first major championship. And her name is Bianca Pagdangunan. How'd I do? That was pretty good. Yeah? yeah, definitely one of the better ones ever. I'm not even kidding. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. I have been, uh, I've been watching your career. You're a rookie now on the LPGA Tour. Yep. And uh, your first major championship. Have you seen the course yet, Aronimic? And what do you think? Yeah, I actually played nine holes today. So far, I really like it. It seems pretty wide. I can see a couple of driving holes, so that's nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Get to hit driver a lot more than usual, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to that driver, okay? Because <laughs> no one can bust the driver out there as far as Bianca can on the LPGA Tour. But I want to take you back to Asia, where you grew up in the Philippines. And uh, that's that's where it all kind of started for you, right? Your dad actually taught you the game. Tell us about it. Yeah, so I started when I was seven. And my dad was an avid golfer. He played every weekend. And I'd always ask him, what do you do on the weekends? And he'd say, I play golf. And I'm like, what is that? (laughs) He never really told me what it was. He just said that he played golf. Like, we dropped him off. So I kept bugging him, like, why don't you bring me to the golf course? But then before that, he started off by giving me some plastic clubs. So I was just hitting around the house. And then when I started hitting random things at home and mom wasn't too happy, (laughs) he made me a driving range at home, too. Like, we had, like... Yeah, we had a small garden, so he put, like, two poles, and then I was hitting into a net. He also took me out to the driving range, and like I said, I was really amazed with how far my dad hit his driver, because I thought at that time he hit it really far. (laughs) 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 But, yeah, I I really, like, that was one of the things I remember the most. I honestly don't remember my dad hitting any other club, which Mm. I'm sure he did, but the driver was what what amazed me. I was like, wow, it sounds really loud, and it goes really far. Like, I really want to try that. Now, wait a minute. Do you hit it? Longer than he does now. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So you're longer than Pops. Yes. At what age were you like, you know what? I've got him. See, I don't necessarily remember when that happened. I just paid attention to when I started beating my dad. (laughs) And then I probably (laughs) paid attention to the distance. (laughs) When you got those clubs, did you go right to the driver and were you just like, okay, I'm just going to wail on this thing? as long as I can? Or were you like, let's, let's learn some technique as well. How did, how did that work? No, definitely did not go straight to driver, but you know, obviously I went through every club, but one memory that I remember, like after every driving range session that I had when I was a kid, I would always ask my dad, dad, what was the farthest I hit today? Mm. And he'd always tell me like, Oh, 75, Oh, hundred, 150. Like it would go higher and higher. And I was like, okay, it's time to like, I just got so competitive with myself, but you know, mm. like, just like every other person, I just went through every club. I didn't solely focus on my driver. So yeah, there's definitely a technique in there. Yeah. Did, was there like a hole, like when you started playing where you were like, 
I have to hit my driver past this tree. For me, it was like there was this hole is number two, not far from where you went to college at Gonzaga, which we'll get to here shortly. Uh-huh. And like there was this, you know, this this crick out there. And it was like 80 yards from me. And I remember the day I carried it for the first time. I was adamant that I was going to carry my driver 80 yards when I was, uh-huh. you know, a little kid. And like when I finally did, that was like a big moment for me. I was like, okay, I'm going to keep this going because I'm only going to yeah. start hitting it longer. Was there a hole or a, like a, you know, an obstacle that you remember? You're like, I've got to hit it past this tree or over this lake. I don't really remember playing that often when I was little. I remember going to the driving range a lot. And in the driving range where I practiced that back in the Philippines, there were like distances, you know? Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to hit it. Well, when I was little, I always wanted to get it to 100 yards. Okay. That was like pretty cool. You know, it was like a three digit number. I was like, okay, if I get to 100, then that'll be great. <laughs> so, and at that time, my sister used to play with me. So obviously, I was really competitive. If dad said, oh, Ines, like you hit it like 120 today. And I was like, well, what did I hit? And he'd say, like, oh, like 95. <laughs> No. So I think that was it. And then obviously I started seeing my ball reach a hundred and that's when I got really excited. But I mean, that was pretty much it. It wasn't like, I'm going to try to smash it. I, that was just my goal. Hit it past the hundred sign. You went to the driving range more when you were younger. Yeah. And then you started actually playing the course later in your childhood where you actually started learning the game more? How did that transpire where you started maybe balancing out playing with practice? I feel like I, I probably only went to the golf course if I had like a tournament to play. Cause okay. I started playing tournaments. When I was like eight. And then those courses were like executive courses. So they were all par threes, but I mean, obviously I didn't hit it far. I still had to hit driver. <laughs> I guess like I started actually practicing on the golf course and I was like, eh, probably like 10 Maybe 11. As you got into your your teens and eventually into college, you came to the United States and you started Mm -hmm. your collegiate career at Gonzaga University, Spokane, Washington. Yep. 60 miles from where I grew up in northern Idaho. We were talking before we started the podcast. You like Gonzaga. You like Washington State. That was a great experience for you. Yeah, it really was. I enjoyed the trees. I loved nature. I just, I don't know. I liked it up there. Yeah. It was nice. From there, you went to Arizona. You transferred Mm -hmm. in Arizona, and things really started to take off for you uh, in 2015. You were part of the 2018 NCAA National Championship team, the Arizona Wildcats. That had to be an amazing accomplishment for you there. Yes, definitely. And that was my first year at Arizona. That was pretty surreal. Mm. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It's like, wow, my first year at a new school. And that was really nice because it was also my first um, time to go to or play at nationals with a team with me. So that was a really different experience. That was definitely a lot of fun. So you, you knew you were collegiately there, but at what point were you like, you know what? I'm going to play professional golf. Has that always been the goal or when did that hit? I mean, obviously when I was younger, like I'd say, Oh, I want to be a, an LPGA player. But obviously like as time goes by, you know, some things change, like you start to realize other things. And then like, it was always out there, you know, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't, I wasn't really set on that, I guess. But then when I was in college, 
I probably focused on it a little more. I was like, hmm, maybe I can turn pro. And then it was kind of funny because when I was a sophomore, a requirement for my major was to do like an internship. So over the summer back in the Philippines, I did an internship. Okay. And I interned at a university in their athletic department. And I couldn't do the whole day. So I did from, I think I was at the office from like eight to one because I had to practice in the afternoon. And there were just times when I would sit in front of my computer and I'd be like, I, I can't do this. Like, I can't just sit down the entire day and not be outdoors. Mm. Like, I knew that I was itching to be out on the golf course. And mm-hmm. I was like, I think this is my calling. <laughs> I think this is, this is it. I, I want to turn pro. I sit down for 30 minutes. I'd stand and walk around wishing I was outside <laughs> hitting a golf ball. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't go to work and think like this. <laughs> I think I would want it to be my job. Mm. Right then you're like, I'm going to yep. give this a go at that moment. Yeah. I'm going to work my skills. And I got to ask you something. Your teammates at Arizona, they called you the unicorn. Is that accurate? Well, not really all the time, but I'm pretty sure they associate me with the unicorn. Just because like, <laughs> I really, I, okay. On, I think they're really cute. Unicorns are cute. I have okay. a stuffed toy, a stuffed unicorn. Okay. That my grandmother gave me, which I had in college throughout the whole time. So like when my teammates would see it, they'd be like, of course, a unicorn. <laughs> Okay, so it was it was because of your love for the unicorn. It wasn't because of yeah. like your incredible golf skill sets. I think then my coaches started to like make that connection. I see, and, and started to make sense. I right. guess well, one of the skills, Bianca, is your ability to create speed. You have a very good golf swing. I got to ask. I know your dad got you into the game and kind of helped. Mm-hmm. Have you had formal instruction, or have you just kind of went with it? And your dad's kind of taught it and molded it along the way. No, I, I have a swim coach. Like, I okay. have proper instruction, yeah. Um, my coach is back in the Philippines, Coach Carrito Villaroman. Okay. And he's been my swing coach since I was 12. Okay. Like, yeah, 12. Yeah. Well, tell him you did a great job. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I We give him credit, like, all the time. Okay, yeah. Coach. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's... It's a good swing and it's, but it's powerful, right? I mean, it's, um, mm-hmm. you obviously, you know, you're the longest hitter, um, on the LPGA tour, you're a rookie and you hit it 287 yards on average through your first four events, right? You've played four events to this point is 287. Is that just like third gear? Like you could, you got a lot more in you if you want to go ahead and get that thing over 300. I, I guess if I tried really hard, then maybe. <laughs> I don't really try to hit it that hard all the time. I mean, I still try to keep it on the fairway. <laughs> yeah. You're 22 years of age, right? Yeah. And kind of coming into this game as a professional, what I would say is kind of the distance era in many ways, right? Because of the ball and the equipment and the athlete, the golfer is is stronger and, and faster. You all can hit it a lot longer than they could before. You got to feel like you're in a, a really good spot here at a young age in the distance era. Is that, would that be accurate? Yeah, I guess, you know, I think about it. Obviously like distance is definitely an advantage, but of course like it's not really everything. You still need to have solid short game. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice to hit it far, but definitely still a lot more things to work on. Right. You turned pro in um, 2020, you won 
stage one Q school T38 final stage, the KPMG, this major will be your fifth tournament, as I, as I mentioned. What have you learned thus far, you know, just a handful of events in? I mean, I've played with a lot of players who have been there for a while, or mm-hmm. veterans, I would say. But I guess one thing I really learned, besides like having to um, focus on other aspects of my game, is definitely the work ethic and how much, like, if you think you're working hard, you got to think that there's probably someone working harder than you. So I guess use that as a motivation. Just keep practicing. I mean, you can't really expect to play well without spending time on like, you know, whatever aspect but of your game. But I don't know. I guess that's like one thing I really learned. It's like you got to have the discipline and the determination to actually get better. Mm-hmm. That's such a good point because, you know, to the fan, they see it on TV and that's yeah. or, you know, in, on their phone and they see it for, you know, two, three hours at a time, the final product. Yeah. But you would put as a professional golfer, I mean, is this a eight, nine, 10 hour day that, that you're putting in and that you're seeing these veterans around you put in? I mean, I'm not like a huge like practice person. Like I try to push myself, but let's say I, let's say I practice for four hours a day, three to four. But for me, those are like three to four really solid hours of practice. I would say some other players practice more than I do. And yeah, I guess that's something I probably need to learn. <laughs> any, um, any veterans, ladies that you've kind of ran into thus far that have been pretty cool to you? In Portland, okay. I had a really cool group the first two days. I played with Sarah Kemp and Mo Martin. Yeah. Mo Martin was really nice and really yeah. cool. Like I felt very calm and I, I really enjoyed my round. Like I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. She was super nice, super kind. We had those trees again, right? In Portland. Oh yeah. I, I, I loved it in Portland. <laughs> I was like, wow, yeah. I miss the Northwest. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes two of us. Yep. Any event you're looking forward to? I know there's been a lot of cancellations, but you know, you've got the major this week. Any events that are out there that you feel like, God, I can't wait to play that one. Hawaii, like, definitely. Ah, okay. <laughs> For sure. I had a feeling. Yeah, or like maybe hopefully I get to play the ANA. I, I, I enjoyed playing um, that dinosaur course. Yeah. My first stage, like it was a lot of fun. Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs, use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. What do you think this week? You've got, you're going to play tomorrow, 18 holes, practice. What do you want to learn about Aronimic here for your first major championship over the next two days? 
I don't know, just knowing where to place my shots and knowing where to miss, mm-hmm. basing it off of how um how I saw it today or how I played. I don't think Huang is gonna be a great spot, so we're just gonna see how the back nine plays tomorrow. I'm really excited because I enjoyed the front nine. Like I said, I was able to hit driver a lot more than I usually yeah. do. How many times did you hit it on the front nine? Uh, like probably, five. Yeah, four or five. Okay. Yeah, that was definitely a lot more compared to like how it was like a couple tournaments ago. There was one tournament where I probably hit driver like three times, four times for the whole round. Is your driver your favorite club? Yes, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, it better be. (laughs) Yes, definitely my driver. So we're going to go into some short rapid fight. You ready for this? Uh, I hope so. Go back to the Philippines. First question. Okay. The favorite Philippine dish food that you miss right now? Sinigang. Okay. That's like my ultimate favorite. Okay. It's like sour soup. So. Okay. Who was your favorite LPGA Tour player growing up? Did you have one? Did you kind of look at it that way? Definitely okay. Annika Sarnstam. Like, definitely okay. Let's go. So it was pretty cool going into the University of Arizona and knowing she was. Wow. She played there, so that was pretty cool for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Annika Sorenstam. About the men, anybody on the PGA Tour you? I've always been enjoy? a Tiger fan. Tiger. <laughs> Tiger, I sir. I remember yeah. watching him growing up, and I remember watching the Masters with my dad. Like, we'd wake up at I don't know three a.m. just to watch mm. it because we were on the other side of the world. So, yeah. Golf Tiger. is growing, isn't it? In yeah, Asia. Is that the case in Philippines? As if you've seen it through your years? Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm still pretty up to date with like the Junior Golf Foundation in the Philippines, and it's really nice to see it grow and just you know having more junior golfers play the sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoyed it growing up, and I just felt like I'm 100% sure that the program that they have now, you know, both the National Golf Association and just like the Junior Golf Foundation, like they're doing a really good job. So I just really hope that there are more kids that get involved with the sport. The Asian games are big. You won the bronze, right? In yes. 2018. Yeah, and then won the team gold with Yuka Sasso and Lois Keiko. The Philippines won gold. Yes. Okay. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. Experience. <laughs> Next question. You ready for this? Yeah, go for it. You're going to finish what? The KPMG. This week, gotta shoot for the moon. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, you gotta speak into existence, put it out there. I definitely yeah. want to win it. <laughs> right? You're just yeah. gonna go out there and it's, yeah, and you're just gonna win play. it. Go for it. Yeah, it's my first major, so it's gonna be really exciting. When you're playing well, what do you like to see the ball do? Does it draw, fade? What does it? What does it look like? I like seeing my ball fade. Definitely okay. a lot easier to control. What's that miss that you just hate? Uh, probably a, a pull. A pull? <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's not fun. Uh, yeah. So it's like it just, it's left and it's long and it's pulled. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can't stop it. What, uh, what's your favorite shot around the greens? What do you like? Is it like a low one or is it high? Is it medium trajectory? Um, I mean, obviously it depends on the shot, but I definitely like the medium trajectory. Kind of comes in flat bounce and checks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I like that one too. And people like that one. Cause they're just like, wow. Right. It's got that yeah. spinner. Yep. Does your dad caddy for you? No, no, <laughs> no he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> so you have, you have a full-time caddy that's here. Yes. He's here. Come from the Philippines or is he? Oh no. He's from Ohio. I okay. met him after my first two events. Okay, good. So he's an, yeah. he's an American caddy. Yeah. Um, your coach is still back in the Philippines. Your dad yeah. is over here and the rest of your family is back in the Philippines, back in the Philippines. Yeah. So what's your schedule look like for the rest of the year and then into 2021 after the major? Well, I'm still hoping to get into uh, the rest of the events. I mean, okay. as a rookie, I don't, my status isn't that great. But I hope that I do get into the tournaments. I mean, it's going to be a, a little hard because we're probably not going to have full fields and we're probably not going to get a lot of sunlight. So I'm just hoping that I get into the next few events. One more time. <laughs> Bianca Pagdanganin. Oh, that was great. Yes. I'm very impressed. <laughs> a? A minus? That was an A. Okay. Yeah. You just got to let it roll. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really impressed. That was really good. Good luck this week. Thank you. And, Thank you so uh, much. You have a fan in me and and the Stripe Show podcast will be will be cheering for you this week. 